Joining us now from the trial files, Matt Welsh. G'day, Matt. How are you? Very well, James. Very well. Excited for Ropes Day and uh, another fantastic uh, Emirates Stakes to finish off the carnival. Emirates Stakes has really become one of the big days of racing. It's got bigger and bigger. Two big group ones on the card on Saturday. So we might start our focus there. So the, the two group ones, of course, coming up in races uh, seven and eight. So uh, race eight we might look at first. It's, of course, the Emirates Stakes, the, the, the headline act, if you will, on the day. What's your thoughts on the Emirates Stakes? It's a bit different now, of course, as well. I'm sure a few horses in and out that Winks decided to go and have a spell. Absolutely, Winks. Obviously, would have gone round uh, a prohibitive favourite, James, but a few horses have... Uh, reignited their campaign just uh, after the Winks announcement and none more so than Cliff's Edge, the three-year-old who might go round close to favourite here, currently $6 as we record on uh, on Thursday. And he uh, was beaten by Aloysia, but, you know, we, as we uh, assume, she's a pretty smart filly. And that three-year-old tackling the older horses at the 2,000 metres, Darren Weir trains Cliff's Edge, and, and he's going to roll forward. And one of the key features of the race, from my perspective, is there does look a fair bit of speed. I think... Cliff's Edge and Sam Bear will roll forward. Tom Melbourne, drawn out, has to make a decision as to whether he goes forward from that wide gate. So they should run this at a genuine tempo. I think from memory last year, it was a bit of a six-sprint affair, and they're all bunched coming around the home bend. So hopefully we get a better race shape. Um, Folkswood's been awesome for Charlie Appleby since he came to Australia. He was that second, uh, sorry, won the Cranbourne Cup and then third to win in that Cox place. And I think... He's probably the horse to beat. He's going to need all of uh, Kieran McAvoy's mastery from gate 15 to get him home. But in a race I'm not very keen to play, I've probably got Foxwood on top. Odeon's really progressive. Uh, won on Cup Day impressively and going to back up on Saturday for Matthew Ellerton and Simon Dara, certainly an each-way prospect. Ginger Nuts is over from New Zealand and he was the one-time Corfield Cup favourite who's had an interrupted campaign after... One of his major lead-up races was actually washed out on a, a very wet day over there in New Zealand. So this is sort of a secondary option. He was then beaten in the subsequent running of that Livermore Classic. So he's $7. He's one I'm struggling to get a handle on. Galo Shop's going to roll forward, toughened weight age performer and be in the finish. And then Happy Clapper, he's been up a long time. He's been chasing Winks a bit, but he's a very quality horse and has to go into quaddies. But... I think it's a really tough race, James. I'd probably put Folkswood on top, but probably not a race I'd be overly keen to bet into, and I think we need to go very wide in the quaddy. Okay, the Dali Classic, the other group one, up the straight weight for Rage, and i tell you what, it's, I was looking at this last night, it's near a Sydney race when you look at the amount of oh. Sydney siders in it. What do you, like, it, what do you think? It, mate, it's an unbelievable race. I think probably, the you know, we had the Coolmore on, on race one, on Derby Day was probably the race of the day then, and I think the Dali's just as good for the older horses. Um, it's, it's a mini Everest, I suppose, or, or basically as good as the Everest. Mm. Uh, I'm really quite keen on impending here, and we're still mm. waiting for a jockey with Huey Bowman being suspended, but he was awesome behind in her time in the Sydney Stakes first up, and uh, I loved his trial down the Flemington Strait uh, the Friday before Derby Day. Looks to have settled in really well, handled the straight track well. He's drawn out. Uh, listening to Mick Goody on Thursday morning, the outside part of the straight is certainly where you want to be so he's drawn well I think he'll give you a great sight for your money each way have to respect Red Zell the Everest winner who just keeps winning for Peter and Paul Snowden he's a tough hard galloper he too has had a trial down the straight to get a bit of a sighter ahead of this race Vega Magic's pretty hard to get a line on um, 
awesome run in the Everest, and then he just looked like he was wanting 1,400 metres in a fast run, Manicato. Mm. Might be suited back down the straight if they if they sit up a little bit early, which they can tend to do. But he was one of the favourites I was probably willing to look around. And Shisakwa was the other favourite, who I'm just not sure that he's going well enough. Um, he's never missed a place down the straight, and he may keep that place record intact. But those were the, probably the two favourites I was happy to work around a bit. I think in her time is certainly going to be hard to beat, but she looks awkwardly drawn down there in gate one. Uh, and Redkirk Warrior, of course, is a, a new marketing Gilgai winner down the straight. He's never lost down the straight. He um, loves the course. And I think he can turn his uh, middling performance in the Everest around getting back down the straight track. But mm. oh, and the, the other one certainly worth mentioning is Malaguira, who won this race last year and was luckless in the Manicato. But I'm really keen on impending. I think you can get around eight, $8.850, and that's the way I'm going to play it each way. Okay, and just on those haze runners you mentioned there, just for any of our listeners, I, I did actually catch up yesterday with David Hayes and had a chat to him. Of course, we discussed Vegan Magic Red Kirk Warrior, so if you jump on our SoundCloud file, you'll see that we're on Twitter. There'll be links to uh, to that interview. And just quickly, all he sort of said with Vegan Magic was, yeah, last start, that they're making excuses there, didn't handle the valley and, and a lot of things like that. And I think you'll see a different horse up the straight. Likewise, at Red Kirk Warrior, again, to quote, unquote, David Hayes, he said, he doesn't like Sydney, and he's not the only one. So he thinks he'll, he thinks he'll go a lot better up the straight. It's, it's so, a uh, unique, unique track there, Randwick, where they go, climb right up that huge hill um, in the straight. And the one thing I'll say with Vega Magic is he didn't look comfortable the moment the gates opened at Mooney Valley. So he was always being scrubbed along to hold his spot at that tempo. Um, I can't have him, but you know, if you're forgiving of that, then he has to be right in the mix. What about race? Six Matriarch Stakes, 2,000 metres. Group two set weight. You like one here? Good race, this, James. We've got the Heavens Above and Prompt Response backing up from Derby Day in the mire. And, and both of them have a good chance. I just wonder whether this is a bit more of an afterthought for them. Really keen on Falaika here, uh, trained by Greg Urell. She's a, a very progressive staying filly. She won the Pinker Pinker Plate two back and then went to Mooney Valley last start and in a very fast run, 20, 2,040-metre race, she was dominant to the line. And she'll love Flemington. She likes being drawn in, get held up in behind horses and then saved for that last run. So provided Kieran McAvoy can get her clear in the straight and he's got plenty of time to wind her up, then I think she's the horse to beat. I think payroll number five comes here with um, reasonable form and has trialled really well in between runs. Drawn out for Jamie Mott, I think will settle in the second half of the field and can be running home strongly. But keen on for Leica and maybe a small save on number five, payroll in the matriarch. Okay, now I know you're keen on a few in a, in a couple of the earlier races. I might go to race four. There's one here in uh, the, uh, the 1,400 metre race, the Census Digital Trophy. Yeah, I'm keen on number seven, light in, in my veins. Who I backed first up at Caulfield behind Rich Charman. This horse really didn't have a lot of luck there. He, he may not have won the race, but certainly would have been in the finish. He's got a great second up record. won two from three second up and is three from six at the 1,400 metres, which he steps to today. Don't think this is the strongest race at the carnival, and uh, if Craig Williams can give him a re- reasonable steer, get him in one off the fence early, he should be very hard to beat. And I think probably one of the best bets of the day, he was $5 when markets first went up and has sort of crunched into to $3.50. I think that's a more reasonable price. I can have him starting closer to three dollars, and uh, he looks very hard to beat. Race four, number seven, Lighten in my veins. Okay, Lighten in my veins, and just an update there with Craig Williams. That's the same Luke Nolan. He's uh, been announced. Apologies. Yep. The new hoop. So Luke Nolan jumps on board there. He 
knows the Purcell horses pretty well, so Luke Nolan jumps on there. Now, the other one I want to talk about, I know you're keen on one in race number three as well. Uh, number one, Fastnet Tempest. I was, I was a bit filthy because they put up uh, $10 about this horse for a race on Oaks Day on Thursday and uh, managed to snare some of the odds. May not have been overs, but certainly some of the odds. And they put him up $2.80 on Saturday, but I just have to back him. Um, he was awesome in the Sale Cup. He ran second. He laid in up the straights and, and could have gone very close to winning that if he goes straight. They ran good time in that Sale Cup. I think the winner's pretty smart and they cleared out from the rest of them. So this William Haggis trained uh, horse is going really well in Australia. He's got the blinkers going on and, and third up in, in the country should be very, very hard to beat. I like that he's drawn off the fence just to get into the running line. Uh, I know this horse quite well, his European form, and, and he's very effective around the 1,400, 1,600-metre distance range. And I think he'll be winning this race. Uh, I think he'll probably get closer to $3 on the day. I'm sure they'll back a couple of others to beat him, but uh, he looks very hard to beat. That's Flemington Race 3, number one, Fast Net Tempest. OK, well, let's hope we can finish off with a bang last day of the carnival. Now, one area with our show where you've been, or where you always, whatever show you're on, you're in the outstanding form, but you've selections in the provincials that you find from uh, the trial so the trial files has been unbelievable Friday we can get a bit of early money with a bit of luck you like one at Moe? Yeah number uh, race 7 number 4 Bainstream James is a John Pascoe trained horse who I was keen on on debut off a trial didn't disappoint there he did a few things wrong in winning at Moe on debut backs up here at the same track I think from gate 2 Noel Callow will push him forward and uh I think he'll continue on his winning ways. I think that win was better than the margin would suggest on Dave Boo, and I think he'll be very hard to beat. Probably could save on the Quinella with uh, Sarah Joski has a runner here called Watch Me Blush that uh, Michael Walker will take the ride on. And um, very talented horse on its day. I think will certainly push Bainstream all the way to the wire, but uh, keen on Bainstream and maybe have a save on Watch Me Blush. Okay, finally, Oaks Day, you're heading out to be a part of the action. Do you like anything today? Yeah, it's a tricky day. I think there's a couple of favourites that we can probably back earlier in the day. Mr Garcia over from Europe, uh, Andreas Waller trained uh, horse, Kieran McAvoy to ride in race two, number three. I think if he brings anywhere near his best European form, he should just win that race. And horse, I think, punters should keep an eye on in the autumn and probably this time next year is race four, number two, Night's Watch, trained by uh, Darren Weir, an OGI horse. Of course, they'll be out to win the Oaks with Aloysia and Night's Watch, a son of Redwood who started his career in New Zealand and has been extremely good since coming to Australia. Still has a lot to learn, but I like that he draws out today, can get some clear air in the straight, and the long, the long Flemington straight will certainly suit this horse. So race four, number two, Night's Watch. I think a couple of favourites worth playing. There's a few trap races, and of course we've got Aloysia, short price favourite for the Oaks. I think if she stays the distance, she wins. I think the danger is probably lover, lover, and... Uh, just play around with those two. Okay. Well, you most certainly enjoy Oaks Day. Also enjoy the last day of the carnival. Appreciate you joining us on the program. Look forward to doing